Welcome to Naked on the Couch, your weekly take on reality TV's favorite and not so favorite couples. I am Bobby Kruger. And I am Maya Kruger. And Maya, those damn editors tricked us into thinking something bad had happened when Amelia and Bennett first met. And they I were know. lying. They, they really tricked me. I believed them. I totally believe that something bad was that happened to them. Like He dated her friend. They went on a bad date. Or like something really bad. I don't like fill in the blank on really bad, but something to the I have effect no idea where of you're like going with this, but okay. Something to the effect of like I could never see this person again. Ooh, okay. Yeah, uh, but I'm glad that it is not that, and that it seemed to have worked out. Quite the opposite. So much to get to from this episode. We're going to focus mostly, I think, on Amelia and Bennett, and also Christina and Henry. You can see why they put both of those couples in the same episode, both of their weddings. Because you could not get any more different. No, you really could not have. Um, before we kind of jump further into the episode, I just want to quickly say, if you like what you're hearing, please head over to Apple Podcasts so you can please rate, subscribe, review, only if it's good. Um, we have a podcast a website now, nakedonthecouch.com. So in case you can see all the episodes there. Uh, Naked on the Couch podcast on Instagram. And Maya, what is your website again? MayaKrugerTherapy.com. There you go. I, and you are open to taking clients. <laughs> I guess I'm open to taking clients. Remotely these days, guys. COVID. Yes, remotely clients. Be safe. Yes. Um, all right. So let's kind of jump in on into the episode now, just for those playing along at home. This is season 11, episode three, Married at First Sight. Uh, we had three weddings last week, the last two this week. Uh, and of course, we're going to start with, uh, I'm going to say, I, I, I'm i going to say right now they're our favorite couple. Am I accurate in saying that? Yes. Yeah. And of course, we mean uh, Amelia and Bennett. And one of the things that stands out to me is, agree with me or not, I can't think of another couple in this history of this series that feels as comfortable as they are. Mm, there is another couple. What was the other couple? It wasn't Zach and Mindy. No, it was Anthony and Ashley. Oh, yeah, okay. They okay. felt very familiar as well. Amelia and Bennett, of course, met before. In fact, we learned that they have met twice. Through a friend called Mary. How interesting is that? Yes. And then they got married. Hitched. Yes. Um, <laughs> they met at a party, it looked like. I guess he taught her about credit cards. She saw him perform with his music. Which I really hope at some point... We get to hear some of that music. Oh, I'm sure it's amazingly bizarre. Don't you love, by the way, when we watch this? Uh, so again, I think we had said this in episode one. We always watch with the captions on. And again, I, if, if you didn't listen all the way through episode one, if you watch this show, turn on the captions. Yes. Because not only gets obviously you can read along with the the people talking, but it's the music. The music is so on the nose. It's like a dramatic moment and then things are happening. I actually like when it, it has like circus music, which like we'll get to this with Christine and Henry because there were times where yeah. I was so, I actually wrote, I'm disgusted by the music that's playing because it could have been circus music, but in parentheses on the screen, what does it say? Whimsical music. Or quirky, quirky. music. Yeah. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible. So, Amelia and Bennett, quick little recap here. Um, obviously, things went really well uh, on the actual wedding. I thought the um, the things, you know, they all write little notes about their relationship that the, I don't want to say it's a, is it efficient, an efficient of the wedding? An official of the wedding? It's not a pastor or, or in their case, a rabbi because I think they're Jewish. 
I um, think I don't know if she is, but it's he, an official. It's an of official. some kind. I thought the things that the the families and friends gave them to say were so awesome. From things like she's into peanut butter and she's free spirited, and Bennett's family. He said they said that he has a compassion for all beings that are both living and non-living. Do you remember in the first episode, they said he called the trash can Mr. President, and I yes. thought that was very ahead of his time. That was a very ahead of his time. Um, and so, uh, also the story about him bribing people with milk in school elections was just so mm-hmm. interesting. I bring the milk, you bring the votes. Yeah, and he's, it just seems so real. One of the things that I thought, uh, I just loved what he said in his vows, was... Um, he said a lot of things. Very, very good writer, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good juxtaposition for Henry later. Um, mm-hmm. He said, "There's no use in an emotional strategy." You know, I noted that too. Yeah. What did you? Th- what was your take on that? These both seem like people that don't need game. They are so connected to how they feel. They're so comfortable being vulnerable and open and honest, and they just put themselves out there with the right people and they clearly are the right people for one another so there's no need to you know hide behind ego or anything i really love that i thought it was brilliant and this whole tim burton wedding (laughs) with all the burning man characters in it um it all felt so wonderfully weird it felt like like a festival yeah, I love how you just put it as a Tim Burton wedding. Like Helena Bonham Carter is clearly has the bird in her hair. Oh, the 100%. brother I think had a drawn-on mustache, as but so did, did her, her niece. niece. Yeah, yeah, they all were just embracing their weird. I think I said that in uh, the first episode that they were going to have a weird off. Would you say the wedding was the weird off? I think there's more to come. I think there's much, much more to come. So, another thing that uh, that was said that I th- I just absolutely loved. Um, was something Bennett said about, I'm trying to paraphrase as best I can because we're writing quick notes when we do the show, but it has something to do with the effect that um, uh, if there was something she was interested in, and I think he said like a a piece of art or music or something like that, and that she wanted to share, um, he would give it his full attention. Yeah. And give it a try. And I thought that was really awesome. You know, he also said something. He said... I will not hold back on showing affection when I feel it. So he's he's essentially saying I'm going to be true to myself. And that instills a lot of trust in the other person when you know the person is true to their word. Cuz they're 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 like you know how people that are very direct and very upfront, even blunt, it's easier to trust them. Yeah. Because you know they say what they mean. Mostly. Mostly. And that could be a double-edged sword, too, because it could also be... you. I say what I mean, but really it's a front for whatever's going on underneath it. Right, but it didn't seem like that from Bennett. No, It felt not. like he was genuinely authentic and connected to his own feelings and desires and knows that he has a lot of affection to, to shower her with and that he looks forward to doing that. It's more about what he's able to give as opposed to what she's deserving of. And I love that aspect of giving. And obviously, we learned last week that relationships are all really about deposits. It's a and bank not, account, it's Bobby. Not deposits yeah. and not withdrawals. But what I love so much about, um, and this is something that I really, I don't know why I'm hung up on this thing where he said that if she had shared something with him, like a piece of art, he would be so into it. I think it's because in my dating life, prior to when we met, there were a few people that I dated that were very open to things that I was interested in. 
um, or experiencing experiencing them in some way, some art or uh, if anyone knows me, uh, most of you don't, but my, my interests are very varied. Um, I'm, I'm one of the few people that I feel like can be a crazy hockey nerd who loves Broadway musicals on the next day and then will go to a wrestling show in New Orleans where the show is I based. I think the thing about you is that you look very different than a lot of your interests. Okay. Like you went to the gym that one time and you told me, you know, you, oh. you were rocking out to Dear Evan Hansen and you were like head Some guy game came up to me. It's and like it was metal, like, huh? Yeah. What do you, it looks like, what do you, what do you listen to? Like metal, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's 7.15 in the morning. And I'm On the outside, yeah, exactly. I was looking in. But what I liked, what, I, what struck me about this was there were people that I dated that refused to, they would, they would uh, say like, oh, how could you be into such a thing? Or... You know, it's a common thing amongst amongst wrestling fans. Oh, don't you know that it's not real? Like I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> I think I may have said that. But what what you did was, three weeks into our relationship, you sat for like six hours with my friend Mike and myself, <laughs> um, Mike Janella, Living the Jam Dream podcast, MikeJanella.com. I'll give him a plug. Um, you sat with us for hours and watched uh, WWE SummerSlam. But and, I made up stuff to and make you, it entertaining for and myself. And you, you weren't on your phone the whole time. You had you and and again, Maya is the most creative person I know. But she's coming up with her own character names, <laughs> and uh, she was coming up with like different finishing moves that were really stupid. But the point was, she was actively taking place, and I was telling her almost like how our baby does now. Our baby will have a toy and reach out and say, "Here, look at this," and it's like. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I feel like adults do that too, but oftentimes we don't, the other person on that equation doesn't take the ball. You know, it dawned on me <laughs> in this past week, I can't believe I just said dawned on me, but it did, that all these things that really annoy us that people do when they feel dismissive or like they're really not taking us seriously, it's an ask for love. They're asking for love in, a, in another way. We're asking for love, and they're asking for love. Do you see me right now? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's not personal, but the ability to recognize someone else's offering is like, I want, I'm introducing you into my world. I'm inviting you. Come take part. Come share in my experience. I want you to see the world the way I see it, just for a little bit, um, to see what makes me happy or what doesn't make me happy. That's an invitation that a lot of people are not comfortable with because it's very intimate. It's very close. So? I also want to say, in my former dating life prior to you, I experienced a lot of feeling, um, I guess the word was intense was used on me a lot of times. That I'm intense or overly sensitive or... Um, no. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're Not talking about. All. Denial. Um, just that I feel things <laughs> on, I guess, a different scale. And that constantly made me want to tone myself down. Mm -hmm. I did not feel that with you. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. We both, I think, our level of, um, I'm trying to find the right word. Uh, I don't want to say expression. Maybe it's expression I is the right word. I think it's expression. Is, I would say, pretty equal to each other. And just in different ways. Yes. Um, and I think that's why we have worked out so far. Knock on wood. It's been three years. Plus a few days. Plus a few days. And so um, I think we need to kind of, uh, so people on Instagram uh, had mentioned this. 
Uh, and it's something they addressed in the episode filing. I just thought we had to bring it up because it's funny and ridiculous. Uh, but obviously, anyone who watched the show in the first uh, two episodes noticed that Amelia um, uh, has armpit hair. Good for her. Good for her. Great. And I loved how her friends were Sitting like... Sitting there with the covered um, lamp. They, uh, I don't know what they look like. veils. My first instinct was they kind of look like wrestling boots from the 80s. It like, looked like a three witches from a play. Like, like <laughs> they were like hocus pocus. Yeah. Mixed with wrestling boots from the eighties, like Macho Man Randy said. That's awesome. That's an. They were just. I list. They were who they were, which I thought was perfect because getting ready for this, this television wedding, mm-hmm. they're like, we're gonna look like lamps. We're gonna look like a carpet frillies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then they asked him which national park do you identify with most. Yes, and he had a really good answer, mm-hmm. which we saw later, by the way, with his friends, because when they were asking him if they were, what was it going to be the routine. As mm-hmm. they go to bed and they yeah. had such a fun little improv. Yeah, it wasn't vulgar. It was not like asking, <laughs> so you're gonna... It was, are we're you gonna, gonna put the ice cream in the freezer and gonna, put toppings on we're it? We're gonna brush our teeth at 12.35. I'm gonna go first. She'll go second. It just was so lovely and they're creative and they're very are who they are. Um, I did date someone who didn't shave their armpits. What was it like? Um, it was uh, something... Hairy. <laughs> It's a hairy situation. Thank you very much, everyone. It's uh, 9.35. Um, no, uh, it was funny because when we had met, they she did. She did not have uh, armpit hair. But you, ins- as you inspired her. I to guess I inspired her inspired to sprout, her to the, sprout armpit the armpit hair. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I kind of dug it. Are you telling? Um, is that something I should I should adopt? You can do what you do. But I, I, I certainly dug it. And it was what it was, uh, you know, we had went to a few family events uh, together and it was always her family that had a, some sort of issue with it or why are you wearing that? Because everyone can see it. And she's you like, wear armpit hair. Well, no, <laughs> she was wearing clothes that revealed oh, okay. the underarm surprise. You're wearing your armpit hair. And I just we always it was sort of more of a problem for other people than it was for the actual person who had it. Did you think it was a uh, call for attention? I don't want to start to break down. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other people have dated. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. But you were comfortable with it. Hundred percent. I was totally one million percent into it. Do you think it's the same as dating a guy with long hair? I never thought about it in those terms. Um, like it stands no. out. It's a different vibe. I've always been into guys with long hair prior to you. And I also, but that's a little bit different because I feel like that's a. I feel like that's. I feel like long hair, depending on the world in which you exist in, is actually more pretty common amongst mm, men. Not above twenty five. Uh, well, I'm ten years older than that. Damn. Yeah, but okay. I can. You always asked me to grow out my hair. Yeah, I'm kind of the, about the, it. The largest, the longer, the largest, the longest it ever got to was during this pandemic, uh, and at some point I just had to. Well, you actually cut it. Hey, you recruited me to cut your hair, and I watched a YouTube video on how to cut it, and I gave you one side that was a bit longer. But it worked out pretty <laughs> well, because who am I trying to impress? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, although when I finally did get a haircut and from Angelo in Midtown, uh, he thought you did a really good job. Thank you. So there's another career. Guys, if you hate my style of therapy, I can always be, <laughs> be a one-sided hairdresser. Yes, one-sided hairdresser. All right, I think we've covered Amelia and Bennett. We absolutely love them. We're so excited to see where this relationship goes. Anything last on those guys? You want to move on to Christina and Henry? 
You know, I want to stay on them just because talking about Christina and Henry feels, I feel so uncomfortable it's so already uncomfortable. addressing it. Okay. But we, we got to do it. Yeah, that's what we do here. And, and one of the things about, um, we watch this show, usually we watch it uh, on Wednesday nights and we record this podcast after the episode ends. Weird week, work with for me was just crazy. So we didn't really get a chance to focus on it uh, and record Wednesday night. So we're doing this on Thursday night. But we re-watched the episode uh, from Wednesday night. We watched it also right before we were recording this podcast. And I really can't tell you enough how uncomfortable I was like white watching them. hot discomfort. Yeah, and I and usually we fast forward through obviously because there's so many commercials on this oh show that are four minutes or five minutes each. I can't. Uh, we usually obviously fast forward, but for in Christina no, 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 and Henry's case, I needed a break. It was it was too I was much. Like no no no. It was, I want to see. It wasn't like exciting tension. Where where is this gonna go? It was like this is this feels like my worst date ever. But here's the thing. It didn't actually feel like a date. I wrote down that it... It felt like a bad first date. It didn't feel like a bad first date. It felt like you met someone at a conference and you were trying, <laughs> to, and you were trying to have a conversation with them to pass the time because my Uber is late. That's how mm, bad it felt. That did, yeah. Hey, she worry. also called him the wrong name. She called him Luke. I'm kind of okay with that because of the circumstance you're in where you're... Wait, but, let's, let's back up. But it's pretty rough. Let's back up. Yeah. Okay, first of all, we see him getting ready. We meet his family. Yes. We see dad. Dad looks completely unrelated and makes it known how disconnected from his son he feels and he can't possibly be his son. He said the quote, we're not alike and there's no way he's mine. Yes, because he's pretty and sensitive. A new man. <laughs> I got to say that's, I wrote uh, down that that's a really tough thing to say. I, and he can come off as much as he wants and say that, oh, I'm just joking or that's just that's just what I, I'm nuts, you know. But mm -hmm. in reality, it's like, oh, no, you clearly can see that that has a big effect. On you could see how uncomfortable he was. Because it's not the first time he's heard that. Probably the millionth time he's heard that. But also he stated that he does feel connected to his other son who is more that's like right. him. Um, and he's a mama's boy is what dad said in the wedding. But we see him getting ready, and the things that he mentioned that are important when he first sees her were having nice hair and having nice shoes. Bobby, did you look at my shoes when we got married? Well, hold on one second. So you, uh, I just want to back, backtrack a little bit. So Henry was the one who said... Nice hair, nice... Nice hair and nice shoes. That was something that he wants. Not, not Henry's dad. Did I notice your shoes when we first met or when we got married? Both. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't remember my shoes. I, you did <laughs> ask me, I think, when you were trying to buy your wedding shoes, what do I, what did I think of your wedding shoes? And I'm like, they're shoes. Mm -hmm. Great. Let's move on. Because <laughs> I have but no But did you ever go on a, like, before, was that ever a prerequisite when, when, when you went out with someone, like, she has to be dressed a certain way and have, like, no. certain hair? No. Uh, in fact, sometimes the more, uh, different or interesting looks uh, of the people that I had dated were more interesting. Um, as long as they could, uh, were interesting. I didn't really care what they were dressed up as. As long yeah, so as you're painting yourself as way more accepting than you actually, you do have standards. I don't know. I have standards. Don't look, you know, don't look. <laughs> you're just interesting is welcome. <laughs> no, but like as long as I think we had said this about Woody and Amani, and maybe you were talking about Amani or maybe we were talking about, um, another character. Something about being put together. Just look put together. 
Yeah. Yeah, and there were time. There was a few dates that I went on where, like, someone walked in like they just rolled out of bed, and that was a big total turnoff. See, that's the case for most women when they date a, a guy in the city. Is they put in like an hour and a half into doing their hair and all that crap, and then the guy comes out. And he's just like, yeah, hanging at home all day, and he looks like that. Oh no, I never. Uh, I don't think. And I then he do doesn't that. even call you back. I'm not bitter. You're bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I called you back. You did. Very quickly. I think I sent you a New York Post article right after you got into your cab on the way home. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, let's talk a little bit more about Christina and Henry. You have have a thought. I have have more thoughts about this. So it's clear that this gentleman, Henry, is not the most easygoing, laid-back gentleman in the bunch. No. He looks like he's extremely uncomfortable. He barely makes eye contact. There's like a, a nervous twitch. Um, I feel bad for him. I feel so uncomfortable. I identify with that feeling. It's like like I got like a spelling bee when you when you don't know the answer kind of vibe. He kept twitching, and I think that was something that was noticed, of course, on social media. Um, and that is something very difficult that you have to deal with. One of the things that I, I thought about while watching that back again was, I just wish they would talk about it. I wish he would have. I wish they would address it somehow. Because it's obvious to the viewer, and it just feels like he could have owned it. He could have owned it, but I don't. I don't think that's that's his style. No, but my point is, is that everyone knows it. Uh, I don't want. It's, I'm I'm trying to think of the phrase I want to use. It's not Chekhov's gun that has to be revealed by the end of the story, but it's maybe it's just the elephant in the room. That's something so obvious. I am uncomfortable watching this couple. Like, but it's not because I of the twitches. It's look. uncomfortable no, no, because no, 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 no. you feel how deeply uncomfortable he is. Yes, it's it's coming through the screen. It doesn't help. Also, the editing, which is playing whimsical. It, it wasn't whimsical. It was quirk. It was like quirky music. It sounded like circus music. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> and that was it was and I thought I, I thought really distasteful. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, we, we really want to be positive about these couples. I think that I think the experts who put them together were positive. We'll get to them in a second. Um, and so for them to underscore certain moments of the show, I get it. It's production with that kind of music. It was just like, but that's commentary. what got us hooked last week on seeing where Amelia and Bennett know each other from. They have to add that element. No, of- I, I understand that. But I think when you're clearly there's a level of uncomfortability here that should have, in my opinion, been noticed ahead of time. And maybe it was, and it, they discussed it off camera. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to yeah. p- before the wedding. Sure. Okay, so we see him, and then we see her, right? Mm-hmm. And she's getting dolled up, old Hollywood hairstyle. She has her bridesmaids. They're wearing these, like, colorful corsets. Mm-hmm. Um, mom comes. Uh, you can see there's kind of, like, a, a tension there. There's a weird tension there. Like, Mom, okay, fine, like kind of vibe like that. Grandma's yeah. there, and he's... And Henry sent her flowers, and she felt deeply touched, like almost like he knows her because she never got flowers from anybody before ever, unless it was her grandfather. Unless it was her grandfather. Yes, and that's 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 where the bar is. Yeah, and that's um, I don't think it's a very high bar. So, <laughs> I agree. So he enters the room, right? He goes, he walks down, walks down the aisle, he stands at the altar, and then. He doesn't acknowledge anyone in the... He walks straight through the crowd pretty much, looking at very few people. He didn't look at her side at all. He didn't really say anything to anyone. Um, there wasn't a sense that he even really wanted to be there. And he gets up um, he, he gets up to the front. Uh, I don't know what you call... An altar? Altar, I guess. It was sort of a hotel 
<laughs> lounge. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, and he, he talks. I think he said something to the effect of he, he turned to the efficient mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, I just read everything quick. Yeah, they were both in a rush to... I hope He said, I hope this part goes by really fast and just read everything quick. Yeah, that's how uncomfortable. And it also, it looked like she wanted to rush through that part to get to the happily ever after, though. Like, that was her intention. Can we just go to the married life yet? What do you make of the how he was framing that? I think being in the spotlight as a very anxious person... Um, which what looks like, you know, a lot of, a lot of anxiety in social situations. You're on TV, you're marrying a stranger. Your dad just said something really weird about you on TV. And I think it's very stressful. Yeah. So I understand why he wanted to get through with it quickly. Alas, you did sign up for this, right? He knew he was going to be on TV. He knew he was going to be married at first sight. Obviously he knows himself. I'm pretty sure. It, did he think that it wasn't as big of a deal as it was going to be? Did he not understand what he was getting himself into? These are questions I think about as I'm watching that because I'm so uncomfortable. I felt like he was in a shell observing from the outside. He did mm-hmm. not take part in this. And when she entered with her dress getting stuck in the door, which is amazing. I think she handled it like a champ. The first thing he said was, she's tall. And he's not. No, I don't think he's a tall man. No. But just he noticed her height. There was no... He didn't acknowledge her presence. Right. He didn't even... When, when she walked up there, every other... It could have been anyone else. It could have been a plant. It, it, he didn't even know she was there. Right. And I think that was what was so striking and uncomfortable. Is She's up there. They are pretty much up there both alone. Um, he didn't look at her. He didn't greet her. I think... I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it feels like every other groom... Uh, either shook a hand i think some may or have said hugged, hi <laughs> said hello <Yeah. laughs> like a person um and he didn't do any of that and i I'm felt just... like he was really trying to control his facial movements yeah so that's why he wasn't making eye contact and i understand that i i understand that feeling it's really really hard to face someone when you're feeling that anxious it's i want to get back to uh, again i i keep coming back i wrote this phrase down and i i i keep looking at it which says i didn't feel safe in in this couple's hands watching this so it's almost like when you're watching a play or when you're watching a movie i think we all when we're watching stories unexpected things happen and that's okay but you want to believe in the filmmaker the writer the actor's hands that you're watching at any given moment that they're going to take you and they know what they're doing on that journey right. i felt like i like know like have the actor actually break a glass on stage well, I've seen. I mean, you could, but that would then you'd be you feeling you're unsafe because, right. like, oh my God, there's broken glass everywhere. Unless you knew it was completely fake glass. You just go with it. Um, but in this case, I'm like, I I feel so terrible watching this show right now. I can't even put my eyes on the screen. It was that so, bad. I felt really bad for her and for him, but actually for her because uh, her grandmother said she didn't have. Um, any positive male males in her family, fathers or, or anyone, fathers, like there's multiples. Yeah. But she didn't witness a lot of successful marriages. And she really is going into this hopeful and wanting this. And remember, we said she really wants to feel. And she really wants to be seen. And this man cannot see anything outside of his own anxiety. He literally, she has to ask him, do you think I'm attractive? Yeah. And he says, oh, yeah, you're, you're pretty good. 
He had trouble finishing sentences. Uh, he was very repetitive to himself. And I turned to you during the show and I said, do you think the experts, any of the producers, was this sort of behavior present when he was having those evaluations with the show? Because there is a part of me that is like putting this person, seeing who we see on, uh, I should say, we haven't said this in, during this episode yet, seeing this person the way the show is representing them. Yep, he could be completely different. He could be completely life. different in real life or at least this, you know, you're, you're, um, uh, you are amplifying certain aspects of that personality and this may be what they're amplifying or choosing to amplify and it is a great disservice to Henry as a person and if that is the case, I apologize. But let's pretend this is the real character. Do the how could the experts have thrown him into this kind of situation? Yeah, it feels a little reckless. It feels reckless. It feels reckless. It feels reckless for her too because she wants so to be validated and seen, and um, she spoke about that very honestly. And she's with someone who really struggles to see outside of his own situation currently. And this is when you know you're on you're at the height of the height of hope, right? Oh, yeah. This is when you're on your best behavior. You're trying to do the best first impression. Um, I I felt from him that he had an idea of how things should have been, and she didn't fit the bill. I wish we knew what that was. I think he wishes he knew what that was. Yeah. But then the interesting thing is his friends were all women. Uh-huh. And they were also all women, at, it seems, at the bachelor party as well. Right. He does not have male friends. He also said, I don't have a lot of friends and family. What do you make of that? You know, his dad said that he only gets excited about talking about politics and Tom Brady. And <laughs> I doesn't look like that group of women is actually really loves to talk about those things. No, it doesn't at all. No. I think, and this is a broad assumption, but it looks like He's comfortable with people that are, you know, women tend to be more nurturing and accepting and because we're awesome. And it seems like they're able to give that to him. They, one of them also said she went on a date with him and then so they turned Trichelle into friends. So Trishel from the real world, um, <laughs> who I'm like, is that Trishel from the real world? And I'm like, how many Trishels, first of all, are ever there and who look like that? And I Googled, I was like, oh, that's Trishel from the real world like 18 million years ago. So aging myself. Um, she said she went on a date with him. It was boring. And then we just became friends in the group. Um, it, the whole thing was strange. Has that ever happened to you that you went on a date with someone who were clearly like, oh, no. You're terrible. Let's but be like, friends. Let's be friends. No. no. Really? Um, I can't recall at the moment. I've went on a date with friends that I ha- already had. And to then like try it out? To try it out. And then after two or three dates, it was like, this isn't working at all. Let's go back to being friends. But I don't think that I've ever gone on a date with someone and they've turned into a friend. Um, I feel like sometimes, and this isn't true at all because I don't have the, as many friends as I'd like, um, where I'd almost come in with like, I don't really, I don't need more friends here. I went on this date for something different. Hmm. Um, but no, I never had a, a, a date turn into a friend. Hmm. So, all right. So Trishelle and her friends... Very inebriated. Very inebriated. And they're, Causing, they're saying... They're, call, they're saying terrible things. They're not going to take... This marriage is not a marriage. I don't take this relationship seriously, as one of them said. Yeah. And they, 
it almost looked like they had an interest in him, maybe, or protective of him. They were very, the whole thing was just out of character, but I also do not believe that he's friends with them. They don't seem like they'd be in the same room together, these people and Henry. He didn't seem to have their personality, didn't seem to jive with them at all. So it was just, the whole thing was confusing. I kept feeling from Henry that he likes things to be very proper Mm -hmm. and particular. And it just goes back to women being more accepting of things like that. But let's, let's, we've given a lot of um, grief or guff, uh, if I want to speak in oldie time words, to Henry in this. But Christina was kind of odd at the same time there were times where he was trying to interact with her i think he was trying to tell her about his uh the friends that were there um we know that his brother wasn't in attendance obviously we met some of his family Mm -hmm. oi uh but with he was trying to articulate where his friends were and then she got distracted within like 10 seconds started talking about she forgot earrings or something like that It it was just very strange and he was just like okay whatever i'm gonna go back into myself and retreat um, he didn't really give her many opportunities to actually no. engage with him. So I'm okay with her uh, looking for her earrings and forgetting that she spent a lot of money in them and didn't actually put them on for her wedding day. That happens. He, it's not like he gave her multiple openings and she just continually disregarded him. He kept starting sentences and not finishing them. Um, and he would just trail off. That, again, that's how it was edited anyway. It felt like he really did not want to be there. So what do you make of them kind of going forward? You know, this has all been shot. Um, we saw a little bit of the preview for the season. Um, if you, let's say you're their therapist and they're in front of you, you just, you saw the footage and now they're in front of you a few days later. Mm-hmm. They're still having this trouble connecting. There's some, I don't know, exercise or advice you'd be able to give them to try to get them if they're going to take this marriage seriously, if they're going to really give it their try, I feel like they got to start somewhere. And it feels like they might need some help to do that. Again, this has already been taped, but let's pretend it hasn't. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I think he had the right idea when he was pouring the bubbly. I think he really needs to loosen up. Are you sure? Because it looked like he was an, like a flight attendant serving, a, <laughs> <laughs> serving somebody. He needed a few glasses of that. <laughs> but... I think something with having fun together and taking off the stress of, oh my God, I'm married to you, holy shit. And making it more like, this is a person I'm meeting and let's see what we, how we vibe together and let's do something fun that's fun for both of us and we'll see how we get along. Because they showed footage of like a part of the honeymoon where he's coming out of the canoe and kind of awkwardly falling and, and I felt that, you know? I, I have been that nervous person. So yeah. there has to be something where he can catch a break. And she can also catch a break because she really wants to be like, hey, are you with me in this? And he is saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. He reports he is, but then he he reports it from his little shell. She's alone there currently. Actually, he's alone as well. So they're both alone in this. There's no, they can't even bond over the fact that this is awkward. They tried to do that, but it didn't really work. Like how many times... Have you gone on a date? Did, did, I'm asking you a lot about dates today. Like, what's up? Am There's this misconception that Maya has is that I went on a lot of dates before we met. When the reality is I was in a lot of relationships before we met. Between the relationships. She thinks between the relationships, I dated a lot of people. Like a punch card. Like a punch card. And the answer to that is that's just not true. But I, I enjoy having Maya think that mm-hmm. uh, I was just dating a lot. And <laughs> I don't know why I enjoy I that. I don't, I don't mind it. But what was your, what was your question on that? 
that sometimes if a date is going really badly, then in the moment you can call it out and say, wow, this is really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. This is really awkward. So from my perspective, mm -hmm. uh, being in my shoes on a date, I never felt well, what like... What kind of shoes and are they good? Uh, no, they were usually from DSW, like Aston Gray or something. Okay. Um, $99. Um, I never felt like the dates that I on were terrible. And even if they were, I knew that we were never going to see each other again. I always felt that at least we're having some conversation. That may be also because I can have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with almost anybody. I'm really bad in a group of people, but like one-on-one, -on -one, I can have a good conversation. No matter if it's like, I just know this isn't going to go anywhere, but we can still have this conversation about nothing. Hmm. So I think Again, maybe I have ask the women people. on their side of the table and they're, they're like, like, that guy, oh my God. I wanted to shove oh a knife in my eye. There was one date that was like, I wanted to kill myself. And that was the, that was the woman who completely underdressed. We ended up married. No. <laughs> no, we had a good time that day. Um, clearly. No, but the, there was a date I mentioned at the very beginning where someone kind of walked in when like they were out of, they just rolled out of bed. It was also two o'clock in the afternoon on like a Sunday. Um, awful. The most romantic time the of the day. The most romantic time. I actually had a lot of great afternoon dates, but this particular one was terrible. The punch card is full. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, my point was, was that there were bad dates that happened, but not many from my perspective. See, I, I think I've had more bad dates than good dates. And I, can, I think I pride myself in being able to talk to most people and objects. Even you if could be inanimate. right. I just can't read the room, I guess. <laughs> Um, but I usually would try and say that, and that would actually be uncomfortable. <laughs> this I would is going just make terribly. it worse. And they'd be like, oh. Uh, but no. that's something I like at putting on the table. And we, uh, and you and I, and the way we communicate, especially when we have an argument or we're, we're upset about something, is we'll generally just have to put it on the table. We don't usually let things simmer for too long. Maybe that's also because we're in the same room for four <laughs> Or five straight months now with no end in sight. So you know, we have to get over things. We had an argument this week. And then um, I went to work outside of the house. For the first time <laughs> for ever. The, ever. And you texted me something like very random oh. and, and stupid. Uh, I, I invited you to an event on the Google calendar. Oh, you invited and you me. Declined. So we're going to a wedding this Sunday. Mm -hmm. And uh, a, a socially distant wedding that we have to drive for. It'll be fun. Um and so Maya reached out, uh, she sent me a calendar invite, like, you know, like I wasn't going to remember this and I declined it. And, and she then goes, I texted him, are why? you serious? No, you said, why did you decline it? And I wrote, I'm being a butt. And that really diffused the situation <laughs> because we both recognized that, <laughs> that Bobby was being a butt. But I was also doing it on purpose. Because I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not accepting this invite. Decline. <laughs> Keep that invite. <laughs> um, in terms of dating, Christina said she had just got out of a relationship that for, was for five years. Juxtapose, next clip, he hasn't been in a relationship. For four years. In four years. Talk about that dynamic. and what, I mean, I don't imagine this relationship ends up well. I can't imagine any situation that it does, which is unfortunate, although I'm rooting for these people. What do you think that means in a relationship when there's so much such a different experience level? I don't At know. this I've, age in a marriage, by the way. I've known people that have not had any serious relationships and then gotten married and they're very happy. Uh, it, do, it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, some people just take their late bloomers. Some people just didn't connect to someone in a profound way. 
Um, and sometimes there's a genuine refusal to connect or really difficulty to be intimate with another person on an emotional level and mental level. And it sounds like that's the case with Henry. Again, all assumptions based on production. We could be completely off, and that is always on the table. But it looks like mm -hmm. I cannot really imagine him giving space to another human because he seems so consumed in his own discomfort. This looks like someone that's so uncomfortable in their own skin that it's uncomfortable to be in your skin next to his skin. I said this, I think, uh, when we, we started talking about uh, this couple a while ago now, um, which was, would you put it on the table if you're Henry and, and try to build a bridge with Christina and say, I have a thing. I, I, I get nervous and this is what happens to me. I'm really sorry about the wedding. I don't know if that may happen in a future episode. But would that help this situation? I think so, because she has an idea that it's about him, and she's, she, doesn't, she doesn't have to doubt herself. Like, is there something about me that is making you act like that? That's where I would take it, and I would, I would get insecure. But again, that's me. I felt like on our first date, you shared a lot with me, and I shared a lot with you. Yeah, and, and, later, and later phrasing, as you said, you shared way too much. Yeah, it was a bit oversharing, but you were cute, so... Thanks. Around for a little bit. And, I, and I knew to take the Israeli to an Israeli bar. You did. I did. And you got us hummus and gold star beer. You ordered it, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> they have gold star. Um, what did you no, say? They, they, Woody and Amani and Karen and Miles, we saw kind of a sneak peek of their first night together, and it looked fun. It did. No, they looked like they were really having fun. The weddings between Karen and Miles, Woody and Amani... Uh, it just looked like they were couples who just gotten married. It really looked like they were playing the part um, as realistically as anyone could be expected to, given the situation they were in. Right. Uh, I thought it was a lovely conversation between, uh, I think it was uh, Miles and Karen's mom. Yeah. Yeah. They both got on the same page that uh, she really wanted to know his intentions, intentions. which is always a, such a funny I feel like it's a phrase from the 50s. What Did are your my dad ask you that, or was he just like, marry my 30-plus-year-old daughter already? Your cousin joked about that question. Um, but your dad, I don't remember. He, I don't think he asked anything and remotely in that sense. In fact, I don't remember him asking me my many questions at all. <laughs> Take her. <laughs> it's like, she's getting old. She's old <laughs> for, for a Middle Eastern woman. <laughs> she's over the hill. And I'm like, She's 31. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have different expectations. Yep. Um, but I thought that uh, I thought that was a lovely conversation, and, and, and I think they're going to do just fine. They seem really even-keeled. They seem really committed to making it work, so they're, they're, they're okay with things being uncomfortable. Like, there's a, a level of resilience, which I think is lacking with Henry and Christina. Yeah. More so with Henry. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the, maybe we can touch on this last part. We can jump back to Henry and Christina because there was one thing that you had mentioned during the episode that um, I'm, I'm trying to remember is that the experts, when they were putting them together, said he's going to need someone who's very patient. No, I think I said that. He's oh, you gonna, said that. Okay. Yes, I quoted myself. <laughs> another level of being a douchebag. <laughs> um, yeah, I said that, I think, on our first episode that it looks like he needs someone to be very patient with his cadence of moving forward and she she claims she's impatient and sh she needs to feel the rush right she's an emotional being right she needs that uh i don't want to say quick satisfaction but she does need to she, she also needs to a hint that she's wanted i think yeah. anyone would want that 
right? Especially in this crazy situation. We mentioned at the very beginning of the episode uh, about um, when your partner says, I want to share something with you, taking that as well. And we saw a situation uh, between Brett and Olivia that was very similar when, you know, Olivia seemed very happy. She was very in the moment. Brett did not seem like he was really there either in, in some ways. He seemed very quiet, uh, a little bit standoffish. She shared that thing with him about Little Wayne, and he couldn't have been less interested in that. Did you say Little Wayne? I said Little Wayne. Little with a T? I said with a, no, D's. <laughs> little. little Wayne. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. She said that she saw him in concert, She and he goes, oh. And he's like, yeah, it was great at the time. And he's like, all right, cool. He had nothing to really say to that. And again, that's a quick little snippet of a conversation that the producer It's a really awkward us. situation. Uh, but I also think that Brett, you know, he, he was super flirty with the girls on the bachelor party. And he also joked with his brothers that he mostly sleeps with strangers. And At I, and the I, wedding. I believe that. I believe that too. I think he's someone who has been deeply hurt before he said that his former fiance cheated on him. And he's protecting himself. And also... There's something really scary about looking at this person and being like, is this it? I just hope and we, you know, again, it's been edited in a certain way for that preview is that it's going to, it can get rough for these two. And I can see where there's, you know, the preview had it where he moves out at some point. So we know things aren't going very well. That's usually not a good sign. But, um, she seems really genuine. She seems really like she's going to put her best foot forward. But they have cats in common. They have cats in common and they both like Taco Bell. Only occasionally because he's like a super clean eater. Yeah, exactly. Any other thoughts on Brett and Olivia, Woody, Amani? Oh, Karen yes. Yeah, I, there was a beautiful moment between Woody and Amani's two fathers. Yes. Where yes, Woody yes, yes. said, you know, I don't have my father here. We're not really close. And it would be great to have two fathers now and they welcomed him and said anytime yeah that they was, really, that left was the really beautiful open. and you could tell that really meant something to all those three that were there so we now have an idea of kind of what to expect from the next episode next week i mean i guess but amelia and bennett say i love you after three days together yeah that looks like they're the honeymoon episodes usually what follows next um they're honeymooning they're honeymooning in some beautiful place that no one can ever go to anymore because of this virus but before it thought all that went down mm -hmm. they were able to uh, shoot a production there um and it looks like they have a great time uh it really looks like everyone has a pretty good time except for henry, henry and christina stumbling out of the canoe yeah yeah and i i've been that guy before too so i, I completely sympathize with him any final thoughts on anything else no awesome so, again, we are Naked on the Couch. Uh, find us at nakedonthecouch.com, anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, mayacrugertherapy.com, Naked on the Couch podcast on Instagram, and we will see you next week.